Let us sing a new song unto the Lord. Welcome to today's Mass service for January, the last week of January. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his counts and give you peace and establish you in every which way. Let's go ahead and open our mass service. We're going to be taking communion. We'll open with the Our Father. But before we do that, let's say a few expressions to the Lord. Let's say, holy, holy, holy. Holy is the Lord. Can you say that with me? Say, holy, holy, holy. Holy is the Lord. And you say, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thy will be done, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. Let's go ahead and pray the Our Father, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please have your communion elements ready. We're going to participate in communion and acknowledge our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, of the wonderful things he has done for us, Lord. In John chapter 16, he says that the Lord did three things for us. One, he helped us to believe in himself. He entered into our hearts and gave us that down payment of the Holy Spirit. So we believe and we're good to go. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Two, he entered into heaven for us. He was the righteous Lamb of God that died a sinless life. They gave up his life so that we may enter into him, heaven after him. He is the first man to go into heaven. And we in turn, through his blood, covered with his blood, covered with his Holy Spirit born again, we have the ability now to enter into heaven. And third, he defeated sickness and disease. He defeated Satan, poverty and ignorance. He defeated depression and suicide. Everything you can think of. He given us his joy, his peace, his laughter, his communion. And that's what we're celebrating today. We're going to be participating of his bread and acknowledge him and remembering him and something he, the most wonderful thing he did for all of us. It's excitement. It's exciting. So please go ahead and get your elements so we can acknowledge our Savior, our Redeemer, Christ Jesus. Thank you. Jesus totally surrendered to God's will. 
Jesus faced one final decision moment when he was totally emptied of himself and gave his full and complete surrender to God's will. In Hebrews 5, 7, and 8, he says, Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him, that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared, though he were a son, he learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Wow, that's a heavy, heavy Hebrew uh, chapter 5, 7 and 8. Jesus knew the will of God. He emptied himself with his obedience with his own will and was fully committed to obey even unto death. That's why we acknowledge the Lord in communion for he went through this for us. He prayed for us in John E. Travail. He agonized before God. His sweat was like the great drops of blood there in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus used his weapon of prayer to take offensive against Satan before the final battle. So we're going to enter into the mighty realm and receive those mighty weapons that Jesus purchased for us. Our salvation, the Holy Spirit. We're going to defeat Satan just by taking communion. We're going to defeat sickness and disease by taking and acknowledging the Lord Jesus Christ and his victory on the cross. A warrior that went before us. Jesus Christ, the warrior, gave his life for us. Let's go ahead and partake of the bread of life, please. Jesus said, you said, do this in remembrance of me. Thank you, Jesus Christ, that you were committed unto death. Lord, you gave up your will. You empty yourself. And Lord, we just take and empty ourselves of our anything that we're doing, Lord. And we just acknowledge you and we remember you and we thank you for dying for us on the cross and giving us a brand new life in Christ Jesus. Let's go ahead and partake of the bread of life. Thank you, Jesus, and that you took on the world's hatred, envy, lying, rape, murder, sacral provision, lust, greed. You took all that from us, Lord God. You cleansed us. You gave us, you took our, all our junk and gave us your righteousness, Lord. We thank you for the living word that lives in us. We acknowledge it, Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring us unto the Father. And then Jesus took the cup and said, This is my blood shed for you, for the new covenant, for the new agreement, to ratify this contract. Hallelujah. That we're, we're in it with the Lord Jesus Christ through the blood of Jesus. We're saved. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood that heals us, sanctifies us, makes us holy. Thank you for the power of the blood that Satan has defeated 
All sickness and disease is defeated by the blood of the Lamb. All worry, poverty, and lack is defeated. Ignorance is defeated by the blood of the Lamb. And thank you, Lord, for cleaning our souls and making us children of the Father. We are His children now through Jesus Christ. Let's partake of the blood, folks. Jesus has restored. Say the word restore. Restore. He has restored us in good standing with the Father. We thank you, Lord. Let's say holy, holy, holy. Restore, Lord. Restore. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Lord God. Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Truth and beauty surround him. He lives in holiness and glory. Isaiah 8.23 A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Chapter 8, verse 23. First the Lord degraded the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephthali, but in the end he had glorified the seaward road, the land west of the Jordan, the district of the Gentiles. Anguish has taken a wing, dispel is darkness. For there is no gloom where, but now there was distress. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who dwell in the land of gloom, a light has shone. You have brought them abundant joy and great rejoicing, as they rejoice before you as at the harvest. As people make merry when dividing spoils. For the yoke that burdened them, the pole on their shoulders, and the rod of their taskmasters, you have smashed as in the day of Midian. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 95, verse 1 and verse 6 say, Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Truth and beauty surround him. He lives in holiness and glory. Holy, holy, holy. Say glory, glory, glory. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Say the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my refuge. Of whom shall I be afraid? Keep saying it, please. One thing I ask of the Lord, this I seek, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, that I may gaze on the loveliness of the Lord and contemplate His temple. I believe that I shall see the bounty of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted and wait. For the Lord. Can you say that? Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord. Holy, holy, holy. Glory, glory, glory. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10 through 13 and verse 17 say, 
I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree in what you say and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and in the same purpose. For it has been reported to me about you, my brothers and sisters, by Chloe's people, that there are rivalries among you. I mean that each of you is saying, I belong to Paul, I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with the wisdom of human eloquence, so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its meaning. That was a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Say glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Jesus proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom and cured every disease among the people. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. A gospel reading. The Lord be with you and also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. That what had had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee to the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. In those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has risen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all the Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, Psalm 33, 6. Look up the Lord with gladness. Look to the Lord and smile. Your face will never be ashamed. Psalm 33, 6. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. The man who follows me will have the light of life. Thank you for coming in today's communion service. Thank you for Sunday Mass. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord heal you and establish you in every good purpose and way.
May the Lord give you strength and prosperity in the work of your hands and heal your souls. Go at peace. Greet one another. Our mass service has ended. Welcome to today's Sunday Mass service. Let us go ahead and open with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming to Mass Service today, Sunday. Please get your elements ready. You can put me on pause and go grab your bread and your juice. And we're going to do communion. We're going to acknowledge our Lord and Savior, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Master, Savior. Get on our knees and say, Uncle, say thank you, Father, for dying on the cross. Thank you for sending your Son to die on the cross for us. Let us go ahead and take the bread and let us right away acknowledge who Jesus is. Let us pick up the bread and Jesus said, Do this in remembrance of me. So we see him that he is the bread of life that came down from heaven, that this is the works he asked us to do, to believe in him and believe in, in his words. And so we believe that Jesus is the bread of life that came from heaven to give us eternal life. So let us partake of that bread, the body of Christ, right now and believe And with that, the Lord Jesus, he said, take my blood that sanctifies you from all sins, the blood of Christ. It washes away all our sins, all our hurts, our broken hearts, and restores us to the Father and makes us children of God. Lord Jesus, thank you for ratifying your covenant with us making an agreement that as we do this lord it will be the great exchange Amen. our failures for your success yes lord. our defeat for your victory lord. You, lord our poverty for your richness lord our sadness for your joy <clears throat> our hate for your love lord and our poverty again for your riches we thank you jesus that you gave us your blood to sanctify us and make us wise and redeem us from all sickness and disease 
We are cleansed and made brand new in Jesus' name. Let us partake of the blood of the Lamb. chapter 7 I John saw another angel come up from the east holy the seal of the living God he cried out in a loud voice to the four angels who were given power to damage the land and the sea do not damage the land or the sea or the trees until we put the seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God I heard the number of those who have been marked with the seal, 144,000 marked from every tribe of the children of Israel. After this, I had a vision of a great multitude which no one could count. From every nation, race, people, and tongue, they stood before the throne and before the Lamb, wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, Salvation comes from our God, who is seated in the throne, and from the Lamb. All the angels around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They prostrated themselves before the throne, worshiped God, and exclaimed, Amen, blessings and glory, wisdom and thanksgiving, honor, power, and might to be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders spoke up and said to me, Who are these wearing white robes, and where do they come from? I said to him, My Lord, you are the one who knows. He said to me, These are the ones who have survived the times of great distress. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the book of Psalms, chapter 24. Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. The Lord's are the earth and his fullness. The world and those who dwell in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? Or who can stand in his holy place? 
One whose hands are sinless, whose heart is clean, who desires not what is in vain. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord, a reward from God his Savior. Such is the race that seek him, that seek his face of the God of Jacob. And now we will have Anna read us a reading from the letter of St. John. Okay. Um, Beloved, see what the love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called the children of God. Yet so we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we shall be has not yet been revealed. We do know that when it's revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope based on him makes himself pure as he is pure. The, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 1 John 3, 1-3. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest, says the Lord. The Lord be with you, and also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Matthew Matthew chapter 5. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Rejoice and be glad. For your reward will be great in heaven. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Happy are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. 
Happy the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Happy are they who suffer persecution for justice's sake. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our mass service has ended. Go in peace. Greet one another with a holy kiss. And may the Lord bless you throughout the week. And enjoy and praise Him and count your blessings. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Go in peace, children of God. The Lord has blessed you and approved your works. Amen. Amen. Okay. Welcome to today's podcast. Now we're going to be doing Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 42 to Ezekiel 17, 24. And we're going to be reading the New Testament too. Uh, that's Hebrews uh verses 1 through 13 so it's going to be very interesting and then we're going to comment on it we're going to have a little bit of psalms and proverbs also so let's get started we got a long way to go let us open with a moment of silence and i will say a prayer for us heavenly father we thank you lord god we praise you we worship you that all power and glory and honor go to you all power and glory and honor and strength go to the lord jesus christ and all power and glory and honor goes unto the Holy Spirit, Lord. We just surrender ourselves to you now. We surrender our time, our listening time, Lord, and our interest to you now, Lord, that we lean to you, Lord, to guide us and show us how to live, Lord. We just surrender this day in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and we thank you for today's reading. Amen. All right, uh, this is for November the 7th in the 365 Daily Bible. If you have a Bible of those, New Living Testament, really cool. Ezekiel 16, 42. Then at last my fury against you, Jerusalem, will be spent and my jealousy anger will subside. I, the Lord, will come and will not be angry with you anymore. But first, because you have not remembered your youth, but have angered me by doing all these evil things, I will fully repay you for all your sins, says the Sovereign Lord. For you have added new acts to all your detestable sins. Everyone who makes up Proverbs will say of you, Like mother, like daughter, for your mother loathed her husband and her children, and so do you. And you are exactly like your sisters, for they despise their husbands and their children. Truly, your mother was a Hittite and your father an Amorite. Your older sister was Samaria, who lived with her daughters in the north. Your younger sister was Sodom, who lived with her daughters in the south. But you have not merely sinned as they did. You quickly surpassed them in corruption. As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, Sodom and her daughters were never as wicked as you and your daughters. Sodom's sins were pride, gluttony, and laziness, while the poor and needy suffered outside her door. 
She was proud and committed detestable sins, so I wiped her out, as you have seen. Even Samaria did not commit half your sins. You have done far more detestable things than your sisters ever did. They seem righteous compared to you. Shame on you. Your sins are so terrible that you make your sisters seem righteous, even virtuous. But someday I will restore the fortunes of Sodom and Samaria, and I will restore you too. Then you will be truly ashamed of everything you have done. For your sins make them feel good in comparisons. Yes, your sisters, Sodom and Samaria, and all other people will be restored. And at that time, you also will be restored. In your proud days, you held Sodom in contempt. But now your greater wickedness has been exposed to all the world. And you are the one who is scorned by Edom and all her neighbors and by Felicia. This is your punishment for all your lewdness and detestable sins, says the Lord. Now, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will give you what you deserve, for you have taken your solemn vows lightly by breaking your covenant. Yet I will remember the covenant I made with you when you were young, and I will establish an everlasting covenant with you. Then you will remember with shame all the evil you have done. I will make your sisters Samaria and Sodom to be your daughters, even though they are not part of, of our covenant. And I will reaffirm my covenant with you, and you will know that I am the Lord. You will remember your sins and cover your mouth in silent shame when I forgive you of all that you have done. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. Chapter 17 then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, give this riddle and tell this story to the people of Israel. Give them this message from the Sovereign Lord. A great eagle with broad wings and long feathers covered with many colored plumage came to Lebanon. He seized the top of a cedar tree and plucked off its highest branch. He carried it away to a city filled with merchants. He planted it in a city of traders. He also took a seedling from the land and planted it in fertile soil. He placed it beside a broad river where it could grow like a willow tree. He took root there and grew into a low spreading vine. Its branches turned up towards the eagle and its roots grew down into the ground. It produced strong branches and put out shoots. But then another great eagle came with broad wings and full plumage. So the vine now set its roots and branches toward him for water. Even though it was already planted in great soil and had plenty of water, so it could grow into a splendid vine and produce rich leaves and luscious fruit. So now the sovereign Lord asks, Will this vine grow and prosper? No. I will pull it out, roots and all. I will cut off its fruit and let its leaves wither and die. I will pull it up easily with a strong arm and a large army. But when the vine is transplanted, will it thrive? No, it will wither away. When the east wind blows against it, it will die in the same good soil where it had grown so well. Then this message came to me from the Lord says to say to these rebels of Israel, don't you understand the meaning of this riddle of the eagles? 
The king of Babylon came to Jerusalem, took away her king and princes, and brought them to Babylon. He made a treaty with a member of the royal family and forced him to take an oath of loyalty. He also exiled Israel's most influential leaders, so Israel would not become strong again and revolt. Only by keeping her treaty with Babylon could Israel survive. Nevertheless, this man of Israel's royal family reveled against Babylon, sending ambassadors to Egypt to request a great army and many horses. Can Israel break her sworn treaties like that and get away with it? No, for as sure as I live, says the sovereign Lord, the king of Israel will die in Babylon, the land of the king who put him in power and whose treaty he disregarded and broke. Pharaoh and all his mighty army will fail to help Israel when the king of Babylon says, slays cease to Jerusalem against and destroys many lives. For the king of Israel disregarded his treaty and broke it after swearing to obey. Therefore, he will not escape. So this is what the sovereign Lord says. As surely as I live, I will punish him for breaking my covenant and disregarding the solemn oath he made in my name. I will throw my net over him and capture him in my snare. I will bring him to Babylon and put him on trial for this treason against me. And all his best warriors will be killed in battle. And those who survive will be scattered to the four winds. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will take a branch from the top of a tall cedar, and I will plant it on the top of Israel's highest mountain. I will become a majestic cedar, sending forth its branches and producing seed. Birds of every sort will nest in it, finding shelter in the shades of its branch and all the trees will know that it is I, the Lord, who cuts the tall trees down and makes the shorter trees grow tall. It is I who make the green tree wither and gives the dead tree new life. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do what I said. Amen. I'm Fernando. Uh, one of the things that comes into mind is the fact that God has spoken and things have come to pass. And it comes to mind that we're going to read Hebrews on the next chapter in around verses uh, chapter 12 and 13. It says, why do you need something? Haven't the Lord told you, I will never leave you nor forsake you? Now, my job is to, is to make those words that the Lord has spoken, you know, and have my hope in his words. I don't know how you really do that, how you put hope in words in times of trial. I guess the uh, you have to write it in a three-by-five card and put and stare at it and say, my hope is in these words that the Lord said, he'll never leave me nor forsake me. Therefore, I shall not be in want or I shall not be disturbed or this, or this thing. Um, either it shall not bother me, I should have peace, or a resolution should show forth. Um, I want to take the liberty because there's so much in this to read uh, today's study out of the New Living Testament, please. It says right here, the city of Sodom was a symbol of total corruption. God completely destroyed it for his wickedness, Genesis 19, 24, and 25. Samaria was the capital of what had been the northern kingdom, Israel. The Jewish people in the southern kingdom, Judah, despised and rejected it. To be called a sister of Samaria and Sodom was bad enough, but to be considered 
even more wicked than they were meant that Judah's sins were an unspeakable abomination and that its doom was inedible. The reason it was considered worse was not necessarily that Judah's sins were worse, but that Judah knew better. But that Judah knew better. Very good point. It is easy to judge and condemn Sodom, especially for its terrible sexual sins. Ezekiel reminded Judah, however, that Sodom was destroyed because of its pride, laziness, gluttony, and indifference to the poor and needy. Pride, laziness, gluttony, and indifference to the poor and needy. If we do not commit such horrible sins as adultery, homosexuality, stealing, and murder, we may think we are living good enough lives. But what about sins like pride, laziness, gluttony, and indifference to the needy? These sins may not be as shocking as to you as the others, but they are terrible sins worthy of God's judgment. Like Judah, we must be careful because we know better. Wow, wow, wow. wow. That is a eye-opening you know i had a dream eye-opening lord and let, let me just say my dream was that uh, god or oh, a friend of mine that i knew that i that i uh he he was an older man and he liked walking and he showed me how to power walk and he goes just go go and, and get out there and, and be with god as you power walk and he was in shape he was an engineer and very well off and a good mentor he came in my dream and he said to me if you eat yogurt and blueberries you will be able to to get rid of indifference resentment and anger so apparently they were coming from my stomach and the the floral in there or something so that's a side note for me for uh, that he uh I, I, the word indifference was to uh, not giving God the credit. That was my sin. And uh, that was a long time ago, folks. I, so from now, I'll ask Anna. It's interesting as you hear that as surely as the Lord lives, he's going to do these things because you performed these sins. Um, but then later on in the chapter, he does say that he's going to restore He's going to restore Sodom, Samaria, and, mm. and um, you know, what, Israel? Because he's talking here to Israel, right? I'm trying to. He's just saying, I, I will remember the covenant I made with you when you were young, and I will establish an everlasting covenant with you. So this is all about Jesus right here coming in with the new covenant, I think. And um, so... It says, you will remember your sins and cover your mouth in silent shame when I forgive you of all that you've done. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. So, um, while the Lord is very upset and angered by what they've been doing, but, you know, I, wow, I, I just feel like commentary today. Here I was saying, well, we don't need to read that. <laughs> I'll be honest, but I got something from this today. And I think it's a word for today because... There's so many people that think they're walking so upright, but yet they're condemning the people that are that do have this problem of being in bondage to the en enemy because of their identity. So, you know, what is our role as Christians? Well, there's only one thing we do. You operate in love. 
you know and we all need to be reminded that this is the goal here on earth we're to project the light of Jesus and Jesus is love he came to fulfill the law the law of love and I think that um, you know just because somebody else is a different color or a different you know the homosexuality thing I'll just call it out as it is it doesn't mean that God doesn't love them any different or um, the thing is for God so loved the world that he came um, to save us and the people still can be saved you know they need to walk in their identity it's the enemy keeping them that way so this is truly eye-opening I mean you know here we think we're doing everything the right way and you know what about the sins of lying and pride laziness gluttony and all this or not even being kind to the poor you know so these are equal issues with the Lord so a sin is a sin um, just because it's not you know homosexuality or sexual sins or whatever that doesn't mean that um, our whatever word well, when we sin against the Lord doesn't mean our sin is less you know if somebody murders somebody well you know a, a lie is also a problem so we this is really you know I would just recommend that we all you know take and ask God show me what it is that needs to be plucked out so that I can walk in you know in love you know the answer is love it's always what the world needs now is love sweet love it's really love for each other amen you brought out a good point I, uh, I, I can't just read it and move on I need to ask God you know, uh, I'm not stealing, murdering, no homosexuality, no adultery in any of that part. Mm -hmm. But how much pride do I have? I'm probably contaminated with so much pride. Mm -hmm. You know, I got my truck, I got my income, blah, 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 blah. But it all comes from the hand of God. Right. I, I need to, am I indifferent mm. with God because of uh, I've, I've been so comfortable? I think that's the point for me. So I got my journal, and I'll, I'll write a letter to the Holy Spirit, and I'll say... And I'll ask the Holy Spirit, uh, how am I prideful? And then I'll have to wait and pray on that and ask and keep praying and maybe get an answer in a day or two, right? right. It's not going to come right away. I need, to, I need to camp on this for me, yeah. on this too, I, uh, so I can know if I'm prideful or not. I have to ask the question, how am I prideful? Am I prideful? Uh, how do I act so prideful? So... I'll write it down. How am I prideful? Question mark. Uh, so, and all the, all the other words too. Lazy. Yep, I'm lazy. <laughs> and uh, what are the other ones? Lazy, right? Uh, laziness and gluttony. Uh oh, uh, man. We we're just talking about that. We need to go back on uh, yeah. because uh, yesterday we went to a party and yep. I had a double plate. I didn't have to have a double right. plate. And then a very nice couple came. Actually, we it wasn't a party. It was a celebration of somebody's 60th birthday. Right. And it was it was kind of like we, we were invited for the family. So we made it a point to go and they, they gave us credit for helping with the program with the 12-step program to the individual and, and kind of like if it wasn't for that program this party and all this family members cousins they, they wouldn't have been there okay so it was to god's glory mm -hmm. that we work hard at uh helping others you can say we're not indifferent to the needy 
it's poor is spiritually so we maybe we took care of that one right there and we made an effort to come to cut our, our our vacation short and come to visit and and participate so what where am i i'm probably in the anyway that's for me to decide and for you too and with our god so i want to thank you very much for today's reading anna and thank you very much that you did say our lord and savior has saved us and given us mercy yes. over these things. Amen. 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 Okay, let's go ahead and move on to our next reading, and Anna will take it from here. Okay, Hebrews 8, 1 to 13. Here's the main point. We have a high priest who sat down in the place of honor beside the throne of the majestic God in heaven. The true place of worship that was built by the Lord Oh, I'm sorry. There, there, there he ministers in the heavenly tabernacle, the true place of worship that was built by the Lord and not by human hands. And since every high priest is required to offer gifts and sacrifices, our high priest must make offerings too. If he were here on earth, he would not even be a priest since there already are priests who offer the gifts required by the law. They serve in a system of worship that is only a copy, a shadow of the real one in heaven. For when Moses was getting ready to build the tabernacle, God gave him this warning. Be sure that you make everything according to the pattern I have shown you here on the mountain. But now Jesus, our high priest, has been given a ministry that is far superior to the old priesthood. For he is the one who meditates for us a far better covenant with God based on better promises. Amen. If the first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no need for a second covenant to replace it. But when God found fault with the people, he said, The day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors. When I took them by the hand and led them out of Egypt, they did not remain faithful to my covenant. So they turned their back on them, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people and they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives. Whoa. Saying you should know the Lord for everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already and I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. When God speaks of a new covenant, it, it means he has made the first one obsolete. It is now out of date and will soon disappear. Amen. Wow. This is such a, says so much. How exciting is it? Is it? I mean, to believe, I'll just start the commentary. To know that we are, we have a high priest sitting at the the right hand of the Father, and he, um, it, it, he's there for, for us. It's it's Jesus. He's our high priest. He's been given a ministry that is far superior than the old covenant ways. Um, and this this is so good. And and I love that God gave the warning. He said, you know, make sure you follow the blueprint of the tabernacle. Um, 
and the pattern he's given us that he he's already given um wow and the old covenant you know has passed away it says here if he did if we didn't need the old covenant the new one replaces it it's far superior and far better and there's far better promises in this in this covenant with when we covenant with Jesus uh, but it's it, it you know it's very clear here in the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel on that day says the Lord I will put my laws in their minds and I will write them on their heart I will be their God and they will be my people and we don't need to, to teach others. It, everybody from the least to the greatest already knows there's a God. And that he's made this covenant with, with us. It's all, uh, is, are we open to receiving the love of Jesus so that we can be receive his blessing? So we can teach so we can display who he is, you know, be walking in the image of Christ in our actions. Um, so wow it's better promises a better covenant and that's what we roll with um, first one's obsolete you know no longer do we have to offer sacrifices at an altar Jesus already sacrificed himself at the cross for us to have all that we need here on the earth and that's a good deal I receive amen. it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Thank you very much. Uh, really, you know, this it has everything we can possibly need in life. Amen. And to get along with each other is right here on Hebrews 8, verses 10 to 12. It says, but this is the new covenant I have made. Mm -hmm. He's already passed with the people of Israel on that day. What day? The day the Lord's coming. Says the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. I will put my laws in their minds through the Holy Spirit. I will write them on their hearts what the Holy Spirit will remind us. I will, this is the cool part. I will be their God and they will be my people. What does the God do for you? It says, I am the Lord God with you. you, you know. And they will not need to teach their neighbor for they will need... They, nor will they need to teach their relatives, says the Lord. Why? Because we have memorized the word of God over here. Back up. Because I will put my laws in their minds. And in other translations, it says, I, they, I will memorize. They will memorize my word and write them on their hearts. That means memorization, folks. And that's what we're doing right now. We are, we are reminded of our memorization. We already know this word. We've read it a hundred times. We're just turning on the light on these scriptures. Mm -hmm. And we're acknowledging God that yes. And we're being prudent and skillful. We're not uh, reminding each other, really not teaching each other, but we're reminding ourselves, well, we should, uh, we shouldn't tell you, you should know the Lord. For everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already. They will be saved. For I will not forget, forgive their wickedness. Verse 12. For I will forgive their wickedness. Sorry that I say not. For I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. Woohoo! That is an good awesome deal. promise, people. Deal. We are the people of God. He is our God. We are the children. We are His favorites. You are His favorite. I am His favorite. Let me go ahead and read real quick, like the commentary. Okay. Uh, the, the verses that it, Exodus verse uh, chapter 25. 
and Jeremiah in chapter 31, and we got Hebrews on chapter 8. They all interlock with each other. Yeah. This passage quotes Jeremiah 31, 31, 20, uh, 34, which compares the new covenant with the old. The old covenant was the covenant of law between God and Israel. The new and better way is the covenant of grace. Amen. Christ offers to forgive our sins and bring us to God through his sacrifice, death. Yes. The new covenant goes further. It includes all nations, not just the Jewish people. The new covenant goes deeper. It is written in our hearts and in our minds. Yeah. Under God's new covenant, God is working inside us. His Holy Spirit reminds us of Christ's words, activates our conscience, influences our motives and desires, and makes us want to obey. Philippians 2.13 How are you listening to God's Spirit? How are you making yourself available to His guidance and direction in your choices and relationship? Reading Scripture is an important way to tune your heart to His voice. But ultimately, obeying His leading will help you to know Him more clearly. Help us. Ask God to give us clear guidance and the strength and willingness to follow his lead heavenly father we ask you lord god to give us clear guidance lord our hearts and our minds lord that you strengthen us and give us willingness to follow your lead in jesus name amen amen, amen. good job good job Woo, good That's stuff good. here very good stuff <clears throat> want me to read psalm 106 please okay 106 13 31 and this starts off with your favorite scripture. <laughs> Yet how quickly they, the Israelites, forgot what he had done. They wouldn't wait for his counsel. Wow. Okay, that's always what you t I hear you telling that the people that were not waiting for God's counsel. In the w wilderness, their desires ran wild, testing God's patience in that dry wasteland. So he gave them what they asked for, but he sent a plague along with it. The people in the camp were jealous of Moses and envious of Aaron, the Lord's holy priest. Because of this, the earth opened up, it swallowed Dathan, and buried Abram and the other rebels. Fire fell upon their followers, a flame consumed the wicked. The people made a calf at Mount Sinai, and they bowed before an image made of gold. They traded their glorious God. For a statue of a gray, a grass-eating bull, they forgot God, their Savior, who had done such great things in Egypt, such wonderful things in the land of Ham, such awesome de deeds at the Red Sea. So he declared he would destroy them. But Moses, his chosen one, stepped between the Lord and the people. He begged him to turn from his anger and not destroy them. The people refused to enter the, the pleasant land for they wouldn't believe his promise to care for them. Instead, they grumbled in their tents and refused to obey the Lord. Therefore, he solemnly swore that he would kill them in the wilderness, that he would scatter their descendants among the nations, exiling them to distant lands. Then our ancestors joined in the worship of Baal at Peor. They even ate sacrifices offered to the dead. They angered the Lord with all these things, so a plague broke out among them. But Phoenix had the courage to intervene, and the plague was stopped. 
So he has been regarded as a righteous man ever since that time. Amazing. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask you for the faith to trust your promises, Lord, that we will believe your promises, that you care for us, Lord, and we rely on them and put our hope in your promises, uh, that we may live by your Spirit and that we may take hold of these blessings that God has for us, Lord. We ask, Lord God, that Help us to obtain these blessings, Lord God, and, and to light up so others can see your grace in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Now for the reading of Proverbs, verse 27, verses 7 and 9 says, A person who is full of fool refuses honey, but even bitter food tastes sweet to the hungry. A person who strays from home lives like a bird that strays from his nest. The heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. Amen. Amen. So we pray that these teachings have been sweet and perfumed to your incense, that we juggle our memories and get ourselves zero in and iron sharpens iron. Amen. We have just gone to the gym, our spiritual gym. Yes, amen. We love you, God's favorite people. Each one of you is amen. a favorite. You're God's yes, child, amen. children, and we love you, and we pray that the blessings and the honor of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen, amen. Go in peace. That's a good reading, babe. Thank you, honey, for helping out. Appreciate it. Yeah. Just, the Lord got me on that one. Just, just as I was... Go ahead. What got you on? He got me on the, the reading when I said, oh, we don't need to read that. <laughs> and then I got so much out of it. I'm laughing. Okay. What, what Anna said, we read the commentary. The commentary puts so much good light into yes, our, our readings. Today. I believe these are anointed. Uh-huh. It's just an amazing work. that the So kudos to the New Living Translation. And what's the name of this Bible? Is the 365 Study Bible. Uh-huh. By what company? We got to get credit what's due. I think is a, I don't want to say the wrong word. What do you think? Mm-hmm. The publisher's note is, I think it's Tyndale. Anyway, the Bible Translation Committee of 2007. All right, thank you very much.